I don't know if you saw the email that John Baldwin sent out to all the coaches, athletic directors, sport administrators. I mean, he sent it to everybody he could send it to last night, kind of trying to validate the way that Brad had, had uh, canceled this championship. And, you know, we had this much rain and there's nothing else they could have done. And they, you know, they're sorry. It was a gut wrenching experience and, you know, so forth and so on. Well, I can tell you one thing for sure. Those people that, that were on the committee and those LSU course workers and so forth, they don't know what gut wrenching is. These kids that, that lived it yesterday and got their seasons crushed, that's gut wrenching. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's just sad. And I hope, I hope the barstool guy pulls it off because that would be a, that would be a nice treat for these kids to get a chance to go play next week. Put another log on the fire. Nobody here is getting tired. Welcome to the fire pit with Matt Janella. The opening sound is coach Devin Browse a Hall of Famer for leading the University of North Carolina men and then the Purdue men and women and exclusively the women for the last six years. He was a key voice throughout part one of how and why the women's regional went bad in Baton Rouge. The more I hear from people, the more it sounds like there were some corrupt shenanigans that led to the cancellation of that tournament in which no one hit a shot. And yet, based on seeding, Six teams and three individuals advanced and will be playing for a national championship this week at Greyhawk in Arizona. Where it gets really stinky is when you find out LSU, the host school, the number one seed, playing at their home course with several alumni on the local committee, also has some incestuous ties to the school all the way up to the top of the NCAA. Of all years to just accept seeding and not do everything they could to get in a tournament is disgusting. What was scheduled for 54 holes should have been at least 36. They played zero. Again, that whole story is part one. COVID canceled parts of fall and spring seasons all over the country. Teams scrambled to play in something resembling competition. Of all years to not give some of the seeds outside the top six a chance to play their way into the big show, it should be considered a crime. And it might have been. But before we get to part two of this expose on the NCAA, and more specifically, what Barstool is doing to try and help the psyches and the souls of these college athletes, I want to thank my sponsor, Link Soul, for leading a lifestyle brand by example. Here's Jeff Cunningham, who founded Link Soul with his uncle, John Ashworth. We're all here because this thing wants to grow and wants to be something. And it goes well beyond clothes. It goes into the goat. It goes into everything about the game and and just in life in general but you know i'm an artist and and john was in golf and and uh and we're family and and those three things are what make this company go they go to linksoul.com use promo code firepit25 and get 25 percent off your next purchase all right time to get to sam bazoyan also known as barstool rigs the white knight 
who socially rode into Baton Rouge on a horse named Twitter, scooped up an assembled group of female golfers and their coaches out of their puddles of tears and broken dreams, and is giving them an opportunity to finish their seasons, and in some cases, their college careers, on the golf course. What a concept. Throughout this podcast, you'll be hearing more from all of the players and coaches I spoke to last week to report part one of the podcast. Most of the reporting was done on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. In this case, I get their thoughts on what Barstool was trying to do to help, and I drop them in throughout the podcast. So it's Sunday night, I called Riggs as he and his Barstool squad of do-gooders were well on their way to saving the day with a consolation tournament for the teams and individuals who got run over by the very organization that's supposed to provide them an opportunity to be an athlete. The tournament is the LTP Classic, as in, let them play. How do you get from being disgusted like everyone else was to like, how quick did that take you to start Operation Let Them Play? Yeah, so I mean, we were pretty much Wednesday afternoon, I want to say, is when the video started to go pretty viral of the you know announcement, the staircase. Um, I tweeted a few times about it pretty much with a similar sentiment as everybody else that I think I actually said these people should be in prison and, you know, and it was infuriating and it's, it's what we do. We, we cover golf, we react to things in golf. Um, and what really struck me was that it was back to back years that they weren't able to finish their seasons, right? Because COVID last year, now this, this year, everybody saw the footage of the course that the girls were tweeting out. They were tweeting out the day before that they thought they could play. Um, and so seeing that was very frustrating right away. Some of the tweets responding to it were like, you should invite them to a Barstool Classic event because, you know, we were in a in a position where we put on, you know, 26 events this year, we're going to put on 30 if you include the championship in Pinehurst. So putting on events is something that we're really good at at this point. And, um, and I started to kind of think about it and floated the idea because we were all together in California getting ready Thursday morning to go, you know, from 6am until 5pm putting on a golf event. So our team was there. And um, in the next morning, Thursday morning, I got a text from Dave Portnoy um, that said, you really should do this event. You should put on um, a tournament for these girls. Um, and so I, I said, you know, we've been talking with the team a little bit. Um, you know, I assume we have the resources and the backing of Barstool. And he said, absolutely. And so then I uh, immediately hopped on a call with Erica Nardini, our CEO, and Lisa Litvak, who was our head of live events, who works very closely with me to put on the Barstool Classic we had probably a 10 or 15 minute just preliminary call. How many teams is it? What exactly happened? I saw the video um, and what needs to happen. And I say, you know, it's 12 schools, it's five or six girls per team. So that would be around, you know, 60, 70, 80 golfers if you got everybody. And she said, how doable is that? And we said, very doable. We do 108 golfers, you know, pretty much every week, every year. Um, what do you need? Said we need a golf course. Um, we need commitments from the, the teams and the players, um, and we need to check the compliance box. We need to make sure nobody gets in trouble. Um, and from there, it pretty much started everything in motion of, okay, like Riggs, what do you need to get all those questions answered? Uh, we hired outside counsel uh, who specializes in, in CAA compliance to uh, make sure that we don't violate anything because the last thing we want is to put on an event where 
somebody ruins their amateur status, um, you know, as as negative as anybody's sentiment might be towards the NCAA, you know, a lot of the girls that we're trying to get to commit and come play aren't seniors and they have to for the next year or two years or three years you know, they have to be part of the NCAA and compete for the NCAA. So they don't want to go to an event that comes off like they're slapping anybody in the face. So um, so we had to be very careful with that. Luckily, the compliance offices from Mississippi State and from Purdue, which are obviously really big programs, um, got in touch with us very quickly um, and were able to say, hey, we're on it. We're on the case. We deal with the NCAA. Um, so we haven't even really spoken with the NCA directly. It's been through compliance offices at a few of the schools and through outside counsel that we hired, um, but got all the questions answered. Like, okay, what can we really do? Can they play as a team? No. Can they wear their school gear? Do we need to, um, you know, enlist our merchandise team, which we did, uh, to whip up, you know, gear for these, these young women, because a lot of them, probably all of their golf clothes are with their school logo on it. So we were working with Peter Millar, who's a great partner of ours to get, you know, non-school denominated, um, you know, apparel for them to wear in, you know, hot Arizona in case they couldn't wear their school gear. And all this was happening probably before 8 or 9 a.m. on Thursday morning. Gary Chadwell is the head coach of the University of Houston women's team and is the eighth seed with talent who a lot of people thought had a chance to compete for a championship. He was understandably still pretty pissed about what went down. This thing that Barstool's doing um, has a little bit of legs, but it's almost like, too, like, fuck, you're going to be in the same town across the street from a tournament that you feel like you should be in. And it's a great consolation. It's a nice experience for these kids. I'm sure they'll blow it out of the water. But guess who's in town at the same time? Right across the highway. Man, it's done and go away till you hope you get another opportunity next year to hit a shot, but you'll always remember it. It was, I mean, one in four. And some of those teams probably won't ever get back. Not not in those kids' college careers. You have a, team, a lot of the teams one through 12 that probably would, but that could have been their only shot. Back to Riggs on how they built this event out of the ether. Presumably they all could have planned to go to Arizona and we could we could parlay it into supporting the NCAA championships, uh, which is going to start Saturday morning at Greyhawk, which is where I go all the time. So I'm very tight with Travis and with uh, Joe Shu, who run Greyhawk and and essentially said, OK, well, our dates are Thursday and Friday. We can do it Thursday and Friday. Then Saturday we can roll right over to Greyhawk. We can support, you know, the women that are playing in the NCAA championships. Um, so right then we had a date. We said, OK. That's in less than a week. So that's what we got to figure out. So um, called the Thunders. I got my good buddy, Brent Talley, uh, who's a Thunderbird out here. For anyone who doesn't know, the Thunderbirds are um, an incredible organization in Scottsdale. They put on the Waste Management Phoenix Open. They've raised tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars for charity. And they're as connected as you can be, you know, in Scottsdale, in the Arizona and in golf especially and I said hey I need a golf course and uh they were great they said look we're actually on a on a plane right now to Cabo with 80 Thunderbirds um we're on the case we're going to help you out as much as we possibly can and they started making calls I called the Troon uh you know Troon Golf who they own a million courses out here and said here's the situation I need a golf course and they mobilized immediately they started calling their high ups and said we're on it we're going to figure it out and I got a call a few hours later from uh, Louie at Whirlwind, who said, uh, look, we have some play on Thursday and Friday, but we can work around it. We can move them around. We have two courses. 
we've hosted kind of elite level events. They've hosted, I believe, some, um, you know, mini, mini tour events. They've hosted some qualifiers and they've hosted college events. So I knew then without ever being there, like their courses are legit. Um, and they said, and we'll do it for free, uh, which was huge because, you know, we're looking at the cost. We're looking at what we need to come up with money wise. Uh, and they said, we'll do it. We won't charge you anything for golf, which, you know, I mean, it's, it's between 10 and 20 grand, you know, per day usually to rent out a golf course for tee times. Um, so that's somewhere between 10 and 20 or 30 grand in revenue uh, that they're just waving. So, um, so that was huge. So now it's like, all right, we got a golf course. Like what other questions need to be answered? Um, and a lot of it was just compliance and it was getting in contact with the teams, right? So we, uh, I had our team scour the internet to get the email addresses of every head coach of the 12 teams and the six individuals that, didn't get the chance to compete, put them all in an email. Um, and I sent them an email and just said, Hey, you know, there's rigs from Barstool sports. We're doing everything that we possibly can to, uh, to put on an event next week. So I want you guys to block it off on your calendars. If you can, um, you know, we're trying to get compliance answered. We're going to keep you posted as soon as possible. And Charlie, um, Ewing from Mississippi state, who's the head coach there, uh, contacted me directly. We exchanged numbers. We hopped on the phone, and he's been acting largely as kind of my consultant of like, hey, man, I've never put on a college golf, women's college golf tournament before. Um, what do I need to know? What does this need to look like? What should the format be? Does there need to be food? Can we offer food? Can we offer hotels? Can we pay for flights? And, um, and he kind of gave me the DL. So we had a lot of answers that way. Charlie Ewing is the head coach of Mississippi State, the 12th seed. After being the assistant to the men's team for three years, he got the women's head coaching job in December. Let those seniors walk up the 18th fairway for the last time and you know, putt out on the 18th green with their team surrounding the, surrounding the green and, and be able to have that experience that, that I believe every single um, student athlete, especially golfers, should, should get to experience. You know, we really don't have senior night in golf because not everybody hosts a golf tournament. Sometimes you host it in the fall. So uh, knowing that you're playing your last round kind of serves as your senior night of you know, that last time that you're going to be wearing that uniform and carrying that golf bag. And I think it's really, really cool that, that Barstool stepped up in such a big way to, to provide that opportunity to the student athletes. Back to Riggs, who at the time of this podcast being published has 13 different schools represented and 46 players arriving in Arizona for the LTP Classic. Um, and at that point, things were in motion. You know, I would say by, we started talking about 6.37 a.m. and by about 8 or 9 a.m., I made the decision to just tweet it out because if you tweet it, it kind of becomes real. So that was really a big part of it was like, if I just tweet this, it's almost going to give us no chance to go backwards. It's almost like like the burn the boats philosophy of like, now nah, if I just tweet it, like then we have to do it. And so it started to get insane traction uh, the second that I tweeted it. And then there was a staircase right behind us that looked eerily similar to the staircase from the, uh, the announcement. And uh, Trisha, who works with us, said, you know, you should you should do a video kind of mimicking what happened down there. And I was like, look at that staircase right there. It's perfect. So we did it one take. I went over there and just did that. And uh, Trisha and Lisa, who helped me run the Barstool Classic, they were at the end. They're throwing out the like, let them plays. And it was very funny at the time. We couldn't believe how well it turned out. All right, folks, over the last 24 hours, I witnessed just a heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching decision to not let young women play for a championship that they earned to play for. So myself and my team are putting together the resources in Arizona next Thursday and Friday for these 12 teams to compete as both teams and individuals 
for an iconic, iconic championship. We will keep you posted. Please get in contact. Those 12 teams as listed are invited. Hopefully see you next week in Arizona. Thank you. And put that out there just to try to get a few, you know, a little bit more attention to it. Um, and so, yeah, by by 10 or 11 a.m., I would say we were like, we're we're doing this. And Lisa, who who's awesome, who runs, like I said, all of our live events, um, you know, she said, look, next week's my week. I'm supposed to just be at home anyway, so I'll just go to Arizona all week. Um, she's got a, her cousin's wedding, I believe, Saturday. So she's like, I just have to be home by Saturday morning. Um, but I could be there the rest of the time. So she's flying out tomorrow from New York and, uh, and we're going to spend the week here in Arizona with the course and, and with uh, all kinds of signage, you know, companies that can potentially whip stuff up in, uh, you know, in, in express time and tr- put together a golf event. Here's Inez Juanamarta, a senior who plays for Coach Browse at Purdue and who might have had a chance at the individual title. We'll never know. It won't be the same, of course, right? It won't be the same. But I know that we're really excited. I think we're really thankful that at least, you know, when we did what we did and what happened to us was recognized. I mean, the, the, the speed that this happened is unreal. You know, it literally ha- I literally got home two days ago. And now we have a tournament. <laughs> like, it's insane. I don't, I, I, I never thought that somebody would be able to put put this together um, in, su- in the way that it has. And I mean, it, it seems like it's being put together really well. You know, they're taking compliance into consideration. They're taking pretty much everything, logistics and all this. So, I mean, I think it's, it's kind of great for the sport because, you know, I mean, obviously golf is golf is golf, but with what's going on, you know, the news within 24 hours, like, like I said, I'm from Indonesia. I was hearing back from my friends over there. I was hearing back from friends in the Philippines and Singapore, all telling me like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened to you. And um, well, it's just exciting really for a new tournament to just spring up because of something that we did. Well, not we did, we didn't, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just really excited. I know my team and I are, are gearing up, ready to go, you know? Um, so yeah, it's gonna, we're gonna have a chip on our shoulder. That's for sure. I think everybody who's going to be going there is going to be going to have something to prove. <laughs> the feedback, is it unlike anything? I mean, you've done a lot of cool shit. I mean, is this, is this kind of next level for you? Yeah. The feedback has been overwhelmingly positive and, um, and it's, it's cool to see. And it's, it's a ton of people asking, how can I donate? Um, how can I watch? Are you going to live stream it? Can I come watch in person? Um, because I, you know, people, especially now with everything that's gone on over the last, you know, year and a half with the pandemic, um, people want to see, others, you know, be able to, to kind of chase and, and work and go after things that they want to go after. Right. And especially college athletics, um, you know, me having played, you know, college hockey, been a student athlete, like it encompasses everything that you are, everything that you do for, you know, four years or however many years, some of them, five years, they took COVID years. Um, and you know, you, 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 you bleed and you sweat with your teammates for them. It's with those other girls. You're on the van, you're traveling all over the place. That's like, you have endless memories laughing and becoming best friends. And like, 
you want to see it end the right way where you at least had a chance on the field or on the golf course or on the ice to do what you've been practicing to do. And they didn't have that chance. And I think that resonated with a lot of people because over the last year, like people just haven't had the chance people in the restaurant industry, like haven't had the chance. um, And to see, you know, people, uh, young women on college golf teams that weren't given the chance to even play um, just, just didn't sit well with people. So for us, you know, I I got an email yesterday from Lisa um, that just said Riggs like, in 15 years of doing this, this is the most fulfilling project I've ever worked on. And she was like, we have to do everything that we can to make this work. Nicole Schroeder is a fifth year senior at Oregon State. She came back after losing her senior year to COVID. Just to know that freaking Barstool is out there looking out for us and wants to make it right. Like that just feels really, really, really good. And so for us, it's, it's, it just makes it easy to work hard at it. It makes it easy to pick up the phone. It makes it easy to call people and, and you know, demand that they give us their attention because we're trying to get it done. We don't have time um, on our side, so we need to get it done. And, um, and, you know, I mean, we were on, you know, me, like I cried walking out of Pinehurst. Like we were on a call uh, yesterday morning with four of the girls from Oregon State who, you know, they were like, can we have a call for 15 minutes and ask a bunch of questions? Cause we just, before we commit and then they're, you know, they're, they're student athletes, right? So they're very inquisitive. They're very curious and they were ready. They had a bunch of questions ready. It was myself and Lisa. Um, and we got them, you know, to ultimately commit and they're coming. But at the end of the call, they just said, you know, on a personal level, like we can't thank you guys enough for, for doing this. And the amount of support that we've felt from so many people is, unlike anything we could have ever expected. And I was like, Lisa, we got to get off this Zoom call because I'm going to start crying right now. So, so it was, it's, it's cool. It's great. I, I'm now getting videos of, uh, you know, of the girls practicing and they're, you know, they're gearing up for a competition. Like, yeah, the, the um, you know, the public sentiment is cool and the interest in the tournament is very cool. Um, but now they got to compete. There, there's a, uh, there's a championship. There's a tournament on the line that a lot of people are going to be paying attention to. And, uh, now they get to go out there and do what this all started over, which is, which is to play golf and, and, you know, give it their, their best. So now not only was it, it's, it's lovely and it's hoorah and everybody's happy, but like they're actually, they're actually coming out here to play some golf and that's going to be really, really fun to watch. Ellie Slama is also from Oregon State, and as we learned in part one, she had a chance to compete for the individual title. In the general aspect of women's sports and women's golf specifically, I think that this is probably the most publicity that the sport has ever had for amateur women's golf, which is very cool. Obviously, it's not the right kind of publicity, but um, no, I think it's a fabulous idea. I would love to be a part of it. We're trying to figure out all the details right now um, as a team, but I think I think it's an incredible thing that Barstool is doing, and hopefully the NCAA will realize what they've done wrong and formally apologize and change some rules. Back to Riggs on the format and structure of the LTP Classic. You know, they'll play at Whirlwind. There's two courses. The plan right now is for them to play both courses and then Friday um, to finish up with 18 holes and have there be basically a first, second, and third from the individual competition. Um, we, we hit up, you know, 
our team and said, who's got a trophy guy? Like we need a trophy guy. We need some medals. Uh, so we're whipping up stuff that they can actually compete for. And then we have to run all that by compliance. What can they actually compete for? What can they win? You know, we've had tournaments reach out pro tournaments that have said, we want to offer in free entry to whoever wins um, the LTP classic and is turning professional afterwards. Like we want to offer up free entry. Um, well, is that compliant? Is that going to get anybody in trouble? So um, what prizes can we actually give up to what dollar value uh, you know, we're trying to figure all of that out. And those are questions we have to run through legal. Uh, undoubtedly be a 54 hole individual stroke play competition where there'll be a first, second and third who will be awarded, you know, those, those prizes. Um, and if we can get unofficial team aspect in it, we're going to try. Um, but there will be a, uh, a 54 hole, you know, individual stroke play. On Monday, the day after our interview, Riggs confirmed that the NCAA approved a team competition. Whirlwind, the host of the LTP Classic, is 35 miles from Greyhawk, host of the national championship. So we're able to cover all of their expenses, uh, flights, hotel for four nights, um, all their taxis and Ubers, and all their food. Um, the, the kind of compliant aspect of that is as long as you offer the same thing to everyone, um, then you're fine. So, um, so there's like, you know, certain format ways that you have to do that, which is, you know, they book it their own and then we reimburse them and we offer, you know, everyone again, the same kind of coverage of that. And we're able to then in order to fund that, you know, we came up with merchandise. So again, our, our merchandise team mobilized quickly, um, to come up with mocks and come up with, inventory of, of items that people will buy and hundred percent of the net proceeds of that is going to those expenses. Um, and then we brought on a bunch of partners who are allowed to come on as sponsors, the expenses, and then there's certain regulations in terms of, you know, the, the names and likeness of the players that you can't use. Um, but Bushnell's come on, Whoop has come on, G4's come on, Cisco's come on, Trifecta's come on, um, SeatGeek has come on, um, and so we've got all those partners who have committed a good amount of money to basically put all that into a pool that we will use uh, to pay the expenses of every player and, um, and a coach or two from each team. I asked Riggs who he thought was to blame for Baton Rouge. I just don't know the answer to that question because I don't know enough about it. I don't know enough about the nuts and bolts of how it goes down. I don't know who has more pull than others. I don't know who ultimately makes the call and sends somebody down that staircase. Um, I don't even know anything about who actually made the announcement. What I know was, you know, that the 12 teams and several of the individuals were not given the chance to play. Um, I, I wasn't on site. So, what, you know, is it is it possible that the course wasn't playable? Maybe. That's not even my problem. Um, you know, was it possible that there couldn't be another venue found or that they couldn't play after a certain date? Maybe that's not my problem. Well, my problem was, was they weren't allowed to play. They were told to go home. They were booking flights to actually go home to their real homes because their seasons and some of them's careers were over. And we had the resources to offer them an opportunity at least to play and to play with their school colors on and their school, you know, mascots on. And, and that that was what our focus was so i don't know i just don't know who's um who's at fault who could have changed it who could have offered up a solution that allowed it to be term be determined on a golf course you know and not on a weird viral video on on a staircase 
Um, I, I just know that um, that that those that were able to accept that invite are going to have a chance to play on a golf course and compete against the other schools that were there. Um, and that that's not the same thing as going to the NCAA championships. And it's a damn bummer that they weren't afforded that opportunity. Uh, but that at least their careers and their seasons can end on a golf course and not, you know, over social media. Are we going to be able to see this? Definitely. We're, um, you know, we're sending out basically our top social media folks um, who will be using Barstool's platforms to cover it. So we're going to, we're going to go live as much as we can. Um, Cisco, who's, like I said, coming on as, as a sponsor who wants to help in this has um, some pretty cool surprises that I think will lead to some, some pretty special moments out there. Um, and we're going to be there to, to cover it and just showcase it as, as much as we possibly can. Big thanks to, you know, you guys, to a lot of the media outlets that have reached out that have um, been interested in this and, and kind of been able to amplify the coverage of it and, and ultimately the girls, I mean, you know, getting the young women out there and their names out there and, and, you know, their, their results and the competition is, um, is the whole goal of the whole thing. So we're going to live stream, put, you know, videos and footage out all over our different channels from foreplay to barstool to my personal ones and get them out there as much as we can so that people can watch them play and, and they can feel supported and, and feel like people care about, their um you know their careers because clearly as you've seen people do care here's karen fredgard who we met in part one she plays for garrett chadwell at the university of houston and was in the odd spot of advancing as an individual while her team was sent home yeah i definitely think that my team will take advantage of that opportunity and go there and i really hope that they they do and they're going to have so much fun and go and just show up and kick ass. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm really excited for them that they get to do that. The whole mission and execution of Barstool on behalf of the LTP Classic is beyond impressive. Eric Nardini, Barstool CEO, told the Oregon State team, I'm so proud that we're going to put this thing on. I cannot wait to watch you guys play. I hope there is the biggest crowd on the planet to come cheer you on because you guys deserve that moment. Riggs about the status of a gallery. I might just open it up and just tell as many people as want to come as possible, because I think if we could do it in a way, again, we keep people around like the first tee and the 18th green, we can create a legitimate, like rowdy environment where people are going nuts and like chanting and the girls have never played in front of something like that. And I think it would just be so cool. Back to Charlie Ewing of Mississippi State. I think right now it's really, really cool to see a lot of people from so many different places across the country, um, all the golf, uh, you know, golf media, um, professional athletes, professional golfers are, are providing an unbelievable amount of support for women's golf in general. I think it's going to be pretty fucking cool and it's going to be very supportive. Like J.J. Watt DM'd me right after we announced that we were doing like DM'd me immediately and was just like, bro, like this is so awesome, like awesome work. If I didn't have this other commitment, like I would be in town. Like he, yeah, he DM'd me this. He's like, this is awesome. Like get, you know, get, like he's all fired up. Read that to me. What did he say? He wrote, this is awesome. Great work by you and everyone involved. Special stuff. JJ Watt. JJ Watt with his, you know, I mean, he's got millions of five, 5.6 million followers and, and he's all jacked up about it. So it's, it's resonating. I mean, I had guys today, you know, like, Alex Kaloran just, you know, won a Stanley Cup, you know, 
Stanley Cup game kicking off the playoff. And he just texted me while we were doing this and just said, great job with the LTP, bud. That's great stuff for real. So, I mean, it's just resonating with so many people as it should. Like it, it, it should have pissed people off and it should make people happy that they're going to be able to play. Thanks again for listening. In part three, I'm joined by Jay Billis, the college basketball analyst and lawyer who has been exposing a lot of the dysfunction of the NCAA for a decade. And thank you to our partners at Parpoints, who have developed an app that changes the way we score the game. Here's Alan Shipnuck on why this app has piqued our interest. I mean, when you think about the game, as long as it's been around, the best anyone could come up with is an alternate scoring system with a stable for and that's it. I mean, there's, you know, in basketball, you could play horse. You could, yeah, you have three pointers. You have two pointers. You have one pointers. Like twenty-one, seven up. You know, like yeah, all kinds like, of. The golf is so static. There's just not a lot of different ways to compete. So I love the idea of just introducing a new format because they're so rare in this sport. Download par points and go make par.